how can we make this video 1% better? And every single day and with every single rep, right? This is a journey, right? It's like great content is not the destination. Great content is the journey. You need your hypothesis of like, what is this thing that I gotta stop being complacent about so I can test to see if I'm going to improve it. There's all these elements, right? That can help you be successful at publishing. But at the end of the day, what is being successful at publishing? It's a mindset that you have to be aware of, right? When you read things, when you consume content on how do I maximize this? Can I create something with this for my audience? I can help them take one step forward towards the goal. Happy birthday to you. Thank Let's you. Go. We had a good birthday. I killed everybody at life yesterday. The wow. Game. The game, the game, the game. I was game, like, game. okay. <laughs> Woo. The game. Call the cops. Call FBI. the cops. I know. <laughs> How can we provide more value? How can we make this entertaining? Do they have what it takes? Do you have what it takes? And if you don't, that's okay. There's other solutions. But when it comes to content, that's the game that we have to play. We've got some hey, fresh I'm new Luis. And I'm Luis. You and you're listening before. to the Content One, is Profit two, Podcast. How you doing, everybody? Oh, uh, there we go. Welcome back to Content Inspiration. What just happened? Did we discover why Riverside wasn't working? Did we just discover that? We did. <laughs> I probably, dude. I think I read that notification like thirty times. Yeah, okay, I'm okay. I'm just putting the mic loud. closer to you so people can hear your your <laughs> sweet. 34 year old voice, you know? Hey, yeah, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Thank Let's you. Go. We had a good birthday. I killed everybody at life yesterday. The wow. Game. The game, the game, the game. I was like, game. okay. <laughs> Woo. The game. Call the cops. Call FBI. the cops. I know. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> we got him. We're, back, we're back in the studio. Studio B, for those that are familiar with Studio Podcast Suites or amazing uh, Jacksonville Studio. So if you want to come and record here, just give us, a, give us a call. Give us a call. And if you're international or if you're from all the states, you know, you can come here too. Jacksonville is beautiful. If you're international <laughs> or from all the states. I love it. That is right. Actually, we've talked about with some of our clients and we've talked internally yeah. to potentially have a package that is bringing people to the studio, do the content, record, launch your podcast. I think it would be amazing. Bellissimo. Plus, hey. we will have a blast here in Jacksonville, Florida. Who doesn't want to come to Jacksonville, Florida? <laughs> I mean, It's the boldest city in Northeast Florida. <laughs> the boldest the bold, city. The bold city. I know. But Not anyways, bold is with lack of hair, but bold as B-O-L-D, you I was, know. I was listening to uh, the episode that got released at the time of this recording with Flavia, amazing, go listen to it, uh, you know, with Brand Mag, incredible value there, and uh, you were struggling with the word button. 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 I know. It's a, there's some words that <laughs> I can just... or button. I cannot wrap my, my tongue around and they're just difficult to pronounce. Bottom. But that being said, Talk let, to me let's about dive into today's topic. Yes. Right. You discovered it. So what, what do you discover out there? Well, I was reading pretty much, you know, I scoured the web. Wait, I like the wait, research part no, of it. No intro? No, no intro. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was diving straight into it. <laughs> um, I just want to mention before that Arsenal won this weekend. Let's oh go, boys. Gosh. All right. Now, that being said, I I like doing the research, as you may know already, by, you know, 400 plus episodes. That's your asset. And, of course, I scour the blogs of these main platforms, mm. which is a really good idea if you're in the industry. So I was reading the YouTube blog and the YouTube liaison, right? His name is Rene Ritchie. He is a pretty big creator on the YouTube space. He's been doing it for years. He has a lot, a lot of followers. And now he works with YouTube, right? Kind of like helping, you know, 
bridge that gap between YouTube and the creators and helping them, you know, kind of find a win-win scenario for everybody. Okay. And he has this blog post that he shared where at the end he shares a tip of the week. Wow. Tip of the week. That was a tough <laughs> one. And I read it and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I've never heard anybody put it this way. And I think it's good for thought. I think it's going to maybe challenge some of the beliefs that we have around volume. So I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. I'm going to go ahead and read the tip and then we can discuss it. Good? Game. All right. So it says... If you're curious about how many long-form videos, now subtract long-form by short-form as well, mm. you can make in a week, start an experiment. Post one video a week for a few weeks, then two for a few weeks, then three or four or whatever number you want to test. Then go to your analytics and compare videos published per week with average views per viewer. If average views per viewer goes up as the numbers of video goes up, the audience is hungry for more. If it goes down at a certain point, the audience is saturated and starting to pick between your videos so you can ease back and not waste any efforts. I think this is the first time I read a take on how to properly measure your volume, right? Not just, hey, you need to scale volume so you can have more views. It's more like, hey, does volume is actually working out for you based on the hypothesis that you had, which is probably the more I publish, the more I get seen. Now, he does say this in the context of YouTube long form videos. Mm. I do think it varies a little bit with short form videos as well, but I think it's, it's a good starting point to potentially measure whether those efforts are actually worth it or not. Now, I do personally believe there are some other benefits that come with publishing consistently at volume, right? That maybe are not just on the viewer side of things, mm -hmm. but I would love to hear your opinion. What do you think about this? I mean, over the last couple of months, we talked a lot about the hypothesis, right? On, on your marketing in general with content. It's like, uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot of people, especially since we took over the studio that, you know, they're like, well, how many downloads or what, you know, how, mu how much are we going to get back from whatever investment that we're making on the production side, right? But at the end of the day, um, everything is a hypothesis. So a lot of the things that, you know, we recommend is, hey, what is like, what is something that we can create consistently? That's number one, right? Consistency uh, in this month based on your capacity, whether that's time or money. And uh, let's see the results, and then we start reading the data, right? So I I like this because finally from somebody from the inside on like how to read YouTube specific long form data, I think that's super exciting. I mean, we talked about the data on the podcasting world, right? Like retention and all this, and and frequency is an element that is present in every podcasting conversation or conference that we go to, right? It's like the more we publish, the more you're, like, you're in their inbox, right? The points of contact, like, there's all these elements, right? That that can help you be successful at publishing. But at the end of the day, what is being successful at publishing, right? Like, so in, in my eyes is, can we be consistent over a long period of time? And how can we manage resources? Depending on like how you're tackling, right? If you're going for an audience like YouTube, for example, right? The people watching your content, I think it's interesting. The way that we use our podcast, um, I think that takes probably a little bit of a backseat because we're interested in developing the most amount of relationships possible, right? So if we could do five episodes a week with five different people a week at the quality that we want, we will probably do it, right? Um, because our priority initially is that person that's coming on the conversation 
uh, with us, right? Uh, then we talked about the levels of production as well, right? Like if you're starting out, if you're like brand new, we need to put in the reps, right? That's why we did uh, 45 Live for a long time, maybe like three seasons that we did, right? Then that we put in the reps on those videos, lower quality on the production side, but we, we, get, we got a lot of uh, reps on the messaging side. Same with our podcast, right? We do three times a week. And uh, then it's like, okay, how can we start leveling up? Once you master that, once you feel that you're comfortable, it runs smooth, uh, we're good to go. Uh, we should never stop asking the questions, how can we make this better? And that's something that Fonzie does really well, right? Like to me, I think as long as we're being consistent and we're moving forward and developing those relationships, I am happy. But there's always an element of it can be better, the content, right? So, you know, we just brought uh mava is a producer on the show and and she's helping us level up the game on the research side on the prep side on the system side right and then that will translate into the content side because now we have more capacity to how does the content look like how does it feel like uh is it good quality is it better quality right like resources like the studio that we have now so there's all these elements that you have to keep in account to that so if you're an independent youtuber and you create your own long-form videos uh, i think this is very useful right because the feedback that you get if you're not focusing on the relationship right if it's just you creating your own content i think this is great feedback because sometimes we start creating and our impression is that we're doing really good or we're doing really bad and then you look at data and you're like wow i was actually doing better than i thought i was doing and this is going to help you gauge and manage your resources a little bit better yeah i uh, i want to read a a quote from kind of like a newsletter that i receive once a month and it goes with the wanting to do better, right? And you're like, all right, I like this consistency and whatnot. And as soon as you mentioned it, it kind of like took me to this. I literally read this this morning and I think it fits pretty good, especially for people that manage to become consistent to a certain extent. And then maybe they get complacent, right? Like I feel like in certain aspects, we might have get complacent with our publishing, like, okay, it's going out, right? Or even in other aspects of our business, we're like, oh, okay, we got plenty of clients right now and then we you know kind of like uh tether that sales acquisition model a little bit down and then yeah. just go somewhere else so for context the guy is talking about how i'm actually gonna share the whole the whole mm, quote here it says i bought a cold plunge recently and when i first filled it up the temperature was about 78 degrees the cooler flicked on and it began to cool slowly arduously the first hour it had dropped four degrees the second hour 10 the third 18 why because the cooler the water became the easier it was to cool it down it works in reverse too and this is the part that i want you to pay attention to it says everybody knows this it makes logical sense but very few people notice this when their environment suddenly lose the spark you look around and suddenly you have grown everyone and the net effect of your social circle is complacency at first you just hustle more but the more complacent you become the easier it is to become more complacent, right? And I feel like that is an easy place to get in once you are publishing. Because at first your goal might be, I just want to create content consistently, right? Which is for us, 45 life. And then we achieve that consistency and then eventually we just stay consistent and then consistency become the new normal. We're like, cool, but we're consistent, right? And then when we try to like improve that thing, we're like, oh, but we're being consistent. Let's just stay consistent, right? And I, and I think that talks to a lot of people's journey when they're publishing. And I know we're probably deviating a little bit from the main thing that we were talking in here, but I think it's pretty interesting because 
maybe you can reflect on this, on whether you have been complacent with your publishing, right? And how can you improve it for whatever goals that are that you're setting? Are you setting it to do better relationships, right? So did you stop doing the outreach, right? Did you stop trying to connect with, you know, level B, level A, you know, influencers that you want to talk to? Or maybe you want more views, but you are complacent with, again, your consistency and the quality of your videos at the moment, rather than being like, you know what, let me try to get out a little bit of my comfort zone and do it. Now, how do we, how am I attaching this to the topic that we're talking about right now? You know, and here it says, obviously, you want, you want to test whether you want to make one video, two videos, three, like what is that volume that you want? You got to step out of that complacency to test this at first, right? And then a lot of these elements, of course, he's talking again, long form in here and YouTube, which is a very specific model. People find you differently. But I think this also affects shorts because let's say you want to publish better. You want to get more views in shorts. Yeah. You need your hypothesis of like, what is this thing that I got to stop being complacent about? Right. So I can test to see if I'm going to improve it. Right. So let's put quality as an example. Right. And let's say you're publishing three shorts a week of a standard quality that has been the standard for you for the last six months. Right. Now you can look at the analytics and say, wow, my in six months, my viewing hasn't, you know, improved at all. So you got your few elements of your videos. I got my message. I got my script. I got my quality of the edits. Which one am I going to test first to see if actually this can be better, right? And improving one of those things means stepping out of your comfort zone. Stop being complacent, right? Because it's going to require more effort, more time, maybe a bigger investment on your end. So when you go ahead and, as for example, we're using quality, you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to invest more in quality. Do I hire somebody? Do I spend more time now doing the edits? And you do that for a period of time where you can measure the result. And, you know, let's say after a month of you publishing three shorts every single week, now with the new quality, you can compare that data set to the previous data set and say, huh, it is actually grabbing more traction or no, it's not grabbing more traction. Well, guess what? Maybe people didn't really want more quality on my edits. Let me see what is next. And then you go and test the next thing, which is, let me see my scripts or let me test my hooks, right? We always recommend working specifically for shorts in your hooks. Like how am I prop am I properly hooking people into watching this video, creating curiosity, etc. Yeah. So again, I think it attaches in that way where, you know, testing new things and improving that content like it requires you to step out of your complacency in a sense, right? And I feel like we've been victim of that. I've been ultra victim of that at times, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, there, there's a lot of elements, right? Like obviously uh, when we started creating content and even now, right? There's a lot of elements outside of the content that we have to manage and assign resources to, right? So it's a constant game of like, you know, how many, how much of my time we assign to this, how much of my money we assign to that. And uh, that's a game that you as a content creator, as a leader of your company, if you have a company, right, you have to play. And, uh, but here's what's important, right? Uh, the word that comes to mind to me is awareness, right? Like if we are aware 
of, you know, how do we feel about the things that we are producing, right? Like, is this inspiring people in our mission? Like, for example, we want to help people publish because publishing changed our life, right? It gave us mm -hmm. opportunities that otherwise, I don't think it would have been possible, right? Yeah. And uh, and to us, that's a big driver. So, you know, that's why the acquisition of the studio means so much to us because now we have a vehicle that we can help more people do do the, the same thing that, that we love doing, right? But at the same time, that studio now increases the quality of the things that we're creating. Uh, hence, like our content is viewed a little bit different. The perception is a little bit different, a little bit better. That has been the impression according to the comments yeah. that we keep receiving, right? So thank you for those providing feedback. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, am I aware of where am I, right, in my process, whatever that is on the business or on the content side, and then can we push forward a little bit more? Like Fonsi said, like, what does that mean to you? Does that mean that I'm gonna test for a week or two weeks, uh, getting better hooks, invest maybe in a course that's gonna teach me how to frame the hooks a little bit better? Like, what is that element, right? So initially, right, that like we need to, start, when we start creating, we need to be consistent so we can layer that baseline of production. After you being consistent, then it's like, okay, what platform am I gonna decide to do? Whether that's YouTube specific, whether that's podcasting specific, whether that's podcasting for YouTube, which is, now that we're into this, it's it's a little bit different as well. Like, how do we create yeah. a, a product that people wanna consume also on YouTube, not just audio? It makes sense for both platforms, yeah. right? Which is super interesting, and that's why we're like diving deep into it, not only for with our show, but also with the client's work that we do here in the studio. And then after that, it's like, okay, once you have a product that you are happy with, that is not your final happy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, think about like, what's like 1% better that can do? And uh, Mr. Beast talks a lot about this in, in, his, um, in his content. Uh, when he talks with creators, it's like, okay, from this one video, how can we make this video 1% better, right? And every single day and with every single rep, right? And this is this is a journey, right? It's like great content is not the destination. Great content is the journey, right? Like we're gonna be continuing learning with the people that you work. If you hire an agency, if you hire a creator, if you hire an editor, same thing, right? Do they have that mentality, right? When we're creating content where they're always looking for ways to get that content better. Like how can we hook more people? How can we provide more value? How can we make this entertaining, right? Do they have what it takes? Do you have what it takes to lead this, right? Uh, and if you don't, that's okay. There's other solutions. But when it comes to content, that's the game that we have to play. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's good. We can wrap it up, but I want to awesome. give a bonus tip. And it's, it kind of relates on how we did this episode and it's a strategy that you can use Yee. to create more content, better content, and at the same time, content that is gonna put you as the authority in your marketplace. You wanna hear it? Yeah. All right, cool. Tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me, tell me. It's called maximizing, <laughs> right? As simple as that, maximizing. You're grabbing a piece of content and then you are adding your take on it. And that's exactly what we did with this episode, right? We grabbed Rene Rich's tip of the week on the YouTube blog. We read it, resonated with us with what we do, and we decided to maximize it, right? Like what are our opinions about the topic? How can we improve it if possible? How does it relate to the audience or audience? Maybe the tip wasn't about content. Maybe it would have been something different that we read about something else, but we can still maximize now in our verticals. So it's a mindset in a way that you have to be aware of right? When you read things, when you consume content on how do I maximize this? How can I, can I create something with this for my audience that can help them and, you know, help them take one step forward towards the goal. 
So that that is a bonus tip when you recon when you're consuming content, maybe have that mindset of how can I maximize this, make it my own, and share it. And it's actually gonna make content creation easier for you. Absolutely, I love it. Good tip, bro. Appreciate it. All right. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Content Profit Podcast. Go ahead, follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and YouTube and on social media <laughs> at Isbrosco. That is right. If today's episode helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. Let's go. Bye, guys.